Hey, hosers. Welcome to They That Hope, eh? Take off, me. Here's my brother, Dave. Hey, my brother, Bob. I'm Bob. I get whiplash from my... Anyway, why are we starting with that? <laughs> so the Canadians are, have returned. It was very exciting at the youth conference this weekend. Okay. We had a group from Canada, and I didn't realize this. This was the first time they were allowed... Oh, that's right, that's right. ...to sure. come back to America. Sure. So shout out to all the Canadians, Canadians that I saw this always weekend. always welcome back. Always. If, if we have... I know we have people from Canada that listen. We love we our friends from the our north. Our neighbors to the north. They've given us so many great things. William Shatner, Sidney Crosby. Where have you been other than Toronto? Halifax. Okay. Um, Have you been in BC? I actually think I've been, yes, I have. It's gorgeous out there. Oh, it's amazing. It's really, really beautiful. I'm actually trying to think of a province I've not been in. Well, there's nine or 11 of them or something. Yeah, I mean, obviously I haven't been to like the really, really north one. Like the Yukon. Right. Yeah, I don't go outside much. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Saskatchewan. Yep. Go Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um. I might not have been to Winnipeg. Ottawa? Definitely been to Ottawa numerous times. Yeah. Montreal Ontario, many times. Ontario. Uh, Halifax, Nova Is Scotia. Montreal a province? Oh, Montreal's... sorry, Quebec. Yes. Quebec. Well, you've just All offended right. the entire country. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that goes well. No, I've only, I've only offended a Provence. Provence. I like, Canada's a nice, they're nice people up there. They're good people. And I feel bad because, you know, we hear things in America about how crazy liberal Canada is, but yeah. there's people in Canada that are not happy about no, that's that. Absolutely right. And that's so absolutely it's right. just like California, you know, there's just places in the country that- Or you almost called out California, well, no, didn't I'll, you? I'll call out oh, Cal- okay. I will absolutely call out California, but I'll call it out in the sense that the country's impression of California yeah. is not necessarily the desire of many Californians. No, that's absolutely right. Get outside, so, whoops, I just dropped my phone. Yep. Get outside of some of the major cities. It's, yeah, it's- Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And actually, I think we even had a group from California, if not this weekend, the, the previous weekend. So We're going to talk more about the conference in segment two. Oh, yes, indeed. Be that as it may. Be I'm going out to California. as it may. Oh, I'll be out there, I think, next more. week. Well, next week, we're doing a couple of alumni events, going to a couple of baseball games. You know, one of my goals is to get to every stadium. I yes. believe you know this. I do know this. And one of the ones I've never been to is the one in Anaheim? San Francisco. No, I've been to Anaheim. Oh, okay. But San Francisco. So we're going to go to a Giants game. Candlestick Park? Uh, that would be Oakland. Nice try, though. Okay. Yep. That's, that ne- that's near. That's near San Francisco. A for effort. Thank right? you. Actually, that is a stadium I have not been to, and I'm not going to be able to because <laughs> they're leaving. I mean, the word is. Do you want to try to sneak in there before they leave? No, because it's a, apparently it's a dumpster. It's fire. a dump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- so, that's where the 49ers used to play yes, back in exactly. the glory days. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we'll be going there. But I look forward. I look forward to actually California is beautiful. It has so many beautiful places. It is. We're going to meet some really wonderful friends at the university. We have a couple of alumni events. Uh, so you're seeing a Giants game. Yep, we're going to see a Giants game, and we're going to see also a Angels game. Yep. And that is in Anaheim. It is in Anaheim. Okay, right, so right. it wasn't so too far it, off. It is kind of interesting. The name of that team is? The Anaheim Angels. Nope, they're now the Los Angeles Angels, which they, is kind what? of- What? Yeah, no, when did that happen? A while ago. Oh. So it's the, it's the LALA, it's the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Angels, so the Angels Angels. That's kind of like a pin number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a bit redundant. Yeah, so, so anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it. In Latin, in Spanish, it would be the Los Angeles Angeles. Angeles, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yep. So that'll be fun. I love, I love being able to see our alumni. The draft is happening in Major League Baseball. It is, it and is. if there's anything less boring than baseball, it would be the draft. It would be the draft of yeah. baseball. The Pittsburgh okay. Pirates apparently have the number one draft pick, which shows how bad. 
that they did last season. Okay, so I'm sure because um, our phones listen to everything we do. Yes. I'm getting all of these messages about Banana Ball, right? <laughs> That's what it's called, right? It is called Banana Ball, Some yes. Some of the stuff is really funny that okay. they do. I mean, just dances and being silly and Even stuff. the umpires get into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's, we it really need to get to a, game. a Banana Ball Okay, game. we'll work that out. That if anybody is has now, connections out there, let us know. But we do have connections. They sent us- Oh, that's right. We have that autographed picture, picture, yeah, picture yeah. of the pitcher. Yeah, so with his pants down. So it is Very now. Classy. It is now on our bucket list to okay. go to a. And and my prayer is. Does it only could, happen in Georgia though? My, I don't know. My I want you to throw out the first pitch, like <laughs> if that could if somebody could make that happen. How much money would it take for us to sponsor a team? I'm guessing like fifty. Bucks. Yes. Yeah. 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 Between could, you and I, we could work that out. Or we could actually ask our viewers to do a fundraising effort, yeah. and I'm sure wouldn't that to be a day that you, hope? I want to be the making bacon's because just I like bacon. Yeah. 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 yeah, do you know um, the the custom of throwing out the first pitch? That's a yeah. kind of honor thing. You have got to Google Fauci throwing out the first pitch. Anthony Fauci, the, uh, yeah. the surgeon. Yeah. He was the surgeon. Was he the surgeon no, general? No, NIH, or? yeah. Something like that. Oh, my gosh. How'd he do? Uh, worse than anybody I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it's almost at a 90-degree angle. Right. I mean, it's... Anyway, I don't want to get into Did it. Did the government require everybody to watch it and approve that it actually was he, a good he throw? He should be embarrassed anyway i don't want to be too critical it was just the worst thing i've ever seen in my life he, at least his I'm job not isn't his job isn't throwing a baseball let's put it that way what is his job that's another critical okay. question okay. you know i saw something that somebody like threw a baseball and it just went right in somebody's mm -hmm. that happens. Air, area yeah that happens that yeah. happens it's a dangerous sport I it tell is you. it is it's, it's rife for america's funny stone yeah. videos so we are going into the all-star break so we'll have the home run derby maybe maybe monday night Okay. Sometime the next couple of nights. And they and don't allow steroids anymore. Is that right? No, well, they're, they're against those. Okay. Right? Performance enhancing drugs. We that's, are, that's too bad. Those were great just, days. Just McGuire, Barry Bonds. Right. Dude, just, just knock it 600 go. yards that's out. Right. That's great. Our guy does more drugs than your guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that'd be fun. But um, there's not a lot of sports going on, especially with All-Star break. So there's got to be something else for Who's us to the talk number about. one team right now? Is oh, there, is there one? A uh, couple teams. Um Atlanta's playing really, really well. Okay. Tampa Bay is still playing really well. Uh, the Diamondbacks are, I think they're leading the division. Um, okay. Yeah. How are the Cubs doing? Not so much. Actually, I just saw the Cubs play. It was pretty crazy. I was up in Milwaukee. We went to a Cubs-Milwaukee game. Milwaukee okay. was ahead 3-1 to one going into the ninth, and the Cubs came back and won. There was literally root, root, root for the Cubbies. There was two outs, two strikes, and then everything just kind of imploded. Everything so fell won. apart. Yep. What parks have you not been to yet? Um, yes, I've not been to San Francisco, Oakland. Let me guess, Toronto. Seattle, I've been to Toronto. Oh. Seattle and Miami. Those are the I hear that the Seattle one's beautiful. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm I haven't a, been I'm in it, but I've, my, my wife is originally from Seattle, Mercer Island yeah. area. And when I visited, I looked at it, I'm like, that's a gorgeous ballpark. So those are the four. So, yep, those are the four. My favorite is, honestly, PNC is, as far as beauty. PNC is, is gorgeous. But I hear that San Francisco is a lot like PNC. Okay. But um, that was great. There's the old traditional ones. Red Sox, you know. Yeah, Fenway, Fenway Park. Was great. Wrigley, Wrigley was great. I love Wrigley. Um, Dodgers was not great, even though it's one of the older parks. And Kansas City. The, LA, not, the LA Dodgers, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kansas City, while not the most beautiful park, was one of the funnest experiences because it's middle, middle America. Yeah, yeah. Like I sat next to a couple. They were in their lit mid 80s i'm now on their christmas card list it was it really was they were the sweetest yeah. people yeah so it's great so four more i'll i'll get one down at the end of this week 
All right. Well, we warned you all with a slow work week that we would, in fact, answer questions from shoot, viewers. Shoot. And we so go. we've got some, we go. got a few of them. Give These are from me. Riley. All right, Riley. Thanks for sending it. Give me them. Come on, Bob. Go. All right. Here's the question. Okay. The first one, okay. pretty straightforward. Do the okay. cars from the movie Cars have car insurance or life insurance? That's a really good question. Yeah. I'm going to say life insurance. I think so. I think okay. you're right. Good question. Um, what were you like in high school? What was I like in high school? I was um, not that different than I was now, I suppose. Okay. I was extroverted, like kind of a class clown type thing. I, play, I mean, I was an athlete. What, um, what sports did you play? Baseball mostly. And then I played basketball for a couple of years. Actually, I played a little bit of every... I played baseball throughout it. Do you still play sports? Um, I don't get to play as much. Like... I like to golf when I can, um, but I don't play as much just because I don't have time to do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, I loved, so here's a good thing. I loved the social dimension of high school, but I hated high school, the classes and just, oh, yeah. I just didn't like it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you? Well, we know. Do we? You and I would not have been hanging out no, in high school. No, no, no. I, um, I was the freshman in high school that you wondered who let the sixth graders in. Yeah. Uh, I was developmentally delayed. Maybe that would be the, the nicest thing to say. I was a theater jock. Mm, I like to think nice of myself is, as yeah. that. Uh, I was very into Dungeons and Dragons, so I was super cool. Yeah, actually, a lot of the things, ironically, that are popular today, like comic books, Doctor Who, and other stuff, uh, they mocked me for. I really? was, you're, you're, I was you're a prophet. I was, yeah, I, I was a trendsetter. That's how I like to think of it now. Um, With that being said... Yeah, we were both faithful. Amen. Like, like faith was, you know, at the at the center. I mean, I got, yeah. At times, I got mocked for it from teachers. Yeah, you know, most of the most of actually, most of my classmates, I think because I was engaging, I was normal, I was fine, right. all that kind of thing. But some of my teachers made fun of me at times. Interesting. Yeah. But did you go yeah, to public school? Or? I did. We didn't have a Catholic high school. Yeah. So my experience. Um, I, I've shared before that I was really blessed by being involved with a group called Young Life, yep. Evangelical yep. Protestants. My sister went to the public school, so I started to get involved in that ministry. And that was just a great fire, you know, just awakening a love of Jesus. And But that was the public school. I actually went to a Catholic school. So when I went to the Catholic school, I was one of the most enthusiastic Christians I knew there. Yeah. But there was like a what is your problem? Yeah, uh-huh. and, and I actually kept trying to bring them to Young Life or start a Bible study. Like I was the guy trying to evangelize everybody. Um, and, you know, the other thing uh, when I was in high school is I, I just, by God's grace, I never drank. I was never into it. But I went to all the parties. I was like Mr. Designated Driver. Yeah, that's right, that's and right. as the years went on, people realized, wow, you're actually serious about this and you're still joyful and you're still present. Um, but it was a very weird experience in that I was at a Catholic high school and the teachers loved me, but you know, the students were like, people do this. Yeah. A quote of one of my teachers is, um, Dave drives me crazy often, but he's fun to have in class. So (laughs) they had to wrestle with that. Right. Right. They had to wrestle with that. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? That's a really good question. I would say. Deep and penetrating. Um, could be could be the piano man. Could be it's possible it's that. Or um, I've just gone blank on it. Uh, oh, um, go you go and it'll come to me. 
Um, if it's go to, it's probably not. It should be on the tip of your it, tongue. It right? should yeah, be. That's yeah, right. yeah. You're looking at the list. Uh, yeah. Wanted, dead or alive. Okay. Hands down, Bon Jovi. Okay. Um, yeah, the one again. Now you did that much too quickly. Um, Sorry. Let me think about it. Stop. You, you can't have dead time. You you just what, what comes to the comes to your lip. What, straight. Come on. Come on. What is it? What I is already. It? What is it? I already did it. We'll do another one. Do another one so I can figure out mine. Um, don't stop I believing. Actually, I can actually play it on the guitar too. Don't stop believing. All right. Just a small town boy. Do you like karaoke? No. Do you think I do? Um, Hate it. Do you? Hate it. Okay. Fair enough. Hate karaoke. Yeah. Like it's funny for as much as both you and I are public people, we're in front of people. Yeah. Like getting up and and seeing us. No way. Well, I'm actually, I think I'm a bit more introverted than you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we just took the Myers-Briggs, me and my team, my executive team. And like it's changed a lot. Yeah, I've, I probably haven't taken it in twenty five, oh, more than that, thirty years. Okay, and what's your what's your letters? Um, it used to be an ESFP, and now it's an ENTJ. I think. Oh, that's interesting. I used to be ENFP. Okay, but now I'm INFP. Okay, I think. There you go. The most important thing is I believe in NFP. There you go. And there you my go. life, my seven children reflect that Perfect. truth. Thank All you right, so much. All right, one more question. Um, what special talent would you perform? At a talent show. Okay, I I can't probably do this on the podcast because it would be, it, it might, I don't know how it would come across, but I do an amazing teapot impersonation. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we're going to try, let's see here. Yeah, let, let's see how bad this goes. By the way. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, we just blew out the microphones. Thanks, folks. Thanks that's, for coming. That's great. Um, yep, that's it. Yeah. That's it. There I would do a medley of Weird Al tunes. That's a good choice. And I've done that, actually, at talent shows. I'm sure you have. Yeah. it's uh, Of all the artists I've seen live, I've seen Weird Al Yankovic more than anybody else. He's amazing. Yes, he he's very talented. He's, a, he's an incredible accordion player. So this has been very inli- insightful. I think people understand us a lot more than they did. We have more questions to come, but we right now we're going to do our Franciscan promo. Oh, oh. Get it right. I'm trying. It's Sunday night. We're a little bit tired. <laughs> Wait, shoot, I have to bring up the friends. Oh, here. How does Christ heal our emotional suffering? And how can we overcome what might be holding us back from this healing? Franciscan University psychology professor Dr. Matthew Bruniger discussed these questions and more on a recent episode of Franciscan University Presents. Dr. Bruniger joined our very own Father Dave and theology professors Dr. Scott Hahn and Dr. Regis Martin to talk about how to heal life's hurt and find true freedom in Christ. You can watch the full episode or listen to it on our new Franciscan University presents podcasts at faithandreason.com. That's faithandreason.com. And you have to spell out and, not the ampersand. Faithandreason.com. Okay, so somebody, that's a great, he, um, Matt wrote a book on that. Oh, did he? And it's a great book. So yeah. somebody, Matt teaches. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. He's, one of, the, he's okay. one of our most popular professors. Okay, so somebody writes me a text and they say, do you know about this author, this book, the one you just mentioned, Yeah, is so powerful and helpful. Well, wait, what's the book called? Uh, freedom, Finding Freedom in Christ. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So she says it's really, really good. And I'm being like, I write back, do I know him? Well, he teaches for me. 
And I wrote one of the re- recommendations in the intro to this book that you actually just read. So yeah, I know him. And the response is, well, good morning, sassy pants. <laughs> so yeah. And did yeah. you say, mom, stop calling me yeah, that? That's right. Yeah. No, it's really, actually, that's a great book. Yeah. Really, really good book. And so what's Matthew's the name fantastic. of it again? Finding Freedom in Christ. Okay, probably available yeah, on yeah, Amazon.com Amazon, yeah, and, yeah. and other great retailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. You're right. Matt's one of the most popular teachers we yeah, have. Matt is, Matt is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, if you're looking for a wonderful book to read, pray through, definitely check out that book. And check out uh, the podcast, uh, Franciscan University Presents. I'm so glad it's available on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to when they start releasing... <laughs> Yeah, earlier sure. yeah, that's episodes we're to. on we're podcasts. Up to that to your, for your term. The Bob Rice yeah, year. The Bob Rice year. The Bob Rice year. It was a good year. It was a good year. It was a good year. I, I, I like to think of myself as the, um, who was that James Bond that just did one movie? Yeah, that's I think his really name good. is Leslie. Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little bit of a different Leslie. Yeah. Okay, but, so Bob, you did the youth conference this weekend. I did the youth conference this weekend. it was great. It was amazing. Um so this is my 30th year of doing youth conferences. My first youth conference was in 1994. I've easily done over 100 youth conferences. And uh, yet this was the first year I, I did something new, which is strange after doing something yeah, for 30 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So I was invited to be, it, it's funny, the, the language of it was called team priest because they're just not used to something different. But I was the team clergy and part of the role of the team was to do homilies, um, but also do the adoration on Friday night mm-hmm. and on Saturday night, especially. And uh, it what a gift to process the Eucharist around 1,800 teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm still processing yeah, it, to be most, honest. I'm sure most of the people have not seen. So if you want to go to our Instagram, the conference has an Instagram page. Yeah. as does Go the to university. Steubenville, G-O yeah. with the number two, Steubenville. So you'll see a number of images. So... Basically, what the images are of the Blessed Sacrament and Bob smiling. I was so happy. I mean, it was really beautiful. It was really, was... Somebody actually texted me and they said he's just smiling. It was just, it really is. I always tell the servers uh, as we begin this, I said, look at the faces of the people. Mm. I mean, there's just something beautiful as they're, you know, they're looking at Jesus and, and they get to be, you know, some of these kids have never been close like that. Right. And uh, one of the things I love, we do this, honestly, some people are critical of it. They don't think we should process through. Well, they do it at Lords. They've done it at Lords. Done it at Lords for a hundred years. They yeah. do it at Fatima. They've done so. We're just doing what the church has done for a long time. But to see the young people's face and in the, the emotion and the freedom and the healing that takes place at just being close to Jesus is just a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. When I was at the end of it, you know, somebody noticed that um, I just held the Eucharist up really high. Uh, for about a minute at the end of it. And somebody was like, that was so beautiful that you did that. And I just said, I was just trying to hold it together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's a beautiful thing when you uh, have your cope and you're lifting up the monstrance, you disappear. Like mm-hmm. you just become a stand, yeah, yeah. really. And, and, yeah, and it's gorgeous. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous to just, I mean, the prayer is just, I'm disappearing. Like who I am, it's nothing at this point. It's just bringing Christ to people. No, and actually, you just you just summed up exactly what I was going to say. People have often asked, you know, what's the secret sauce of the youth conferences? I mean, thousands, tens of thousands of lives have been Hundreds changed. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. What's the secret sauce? There is no secret sauce. What you just said is what we do, and that is we bring Jesus to the people. Yeah. And then get out of the way, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. No, it's just, yeah, I was, again, I, I saw some of the answer. I was away, and we'll talk a little bit about where I was, but... 
uh, it was just exciting for you to be able to do that. Yeah. It was funny. I was talking to my mom about it. And she goes, Margie. 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 I said it wrong intentionally. Okay, good. Margie. She's going to hit you the next time she sees you. Well, I'd love to see her, actually. She'd love to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she. I, I was saying uh, Bob loved it. And, and my mom goes, well, of course he would. I yeah, mean, it's awesome. She goes, I'm so jealous that he gets to do it, that. It was a gift. Yeah. I mean, to be able to, again, doing this for 30 years, being on the sidelines, being able to do it. And you know what's cool about our particular monstrance? It's, you know, it's Christ in the middle. And then there's like this little circle with it. And it kind of looks like a target. So I just at one point, you know, imagine I was in like a first person shooter and I'm just targeting kids and like, boom, grace, boom, grace, boom, grace. I like that. I bet you think of that all the time. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, let me put the, you know, because a couple of people asked me this weekend. So You've done the conferences for 30, 30 years. Yeah, and I think exactly I've done them for 30 28. Years. Okay. Yes, 28 or 29. I'm not sure. Okay. But I'm not doing conferences this year, youth yeah. conferences. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because people ask me, it's like, Friday, why are you doing conferences? And it was a decision that I made. And, okay. and I remember last year, there's just a lot that goes on in my life. Yes. You know? And last year, we were getting ready for a, con- for a youth conference. And I found myself saying, oh my gosh, there's a youth conference this weekend. And I wasn't just thrilled and yeah. excited it's a good about discernment. it. Well, yeah. That's what I said. I said, the kids deserve somebody who's just out of their minds, psyched and excited. Right. And, and so I just said to the conference office, I said, I think I'll take a year off. Now, I don't, I don't know that I'll never do them again, but it just seemed like, all right, I need to be able to step back a year. So, yeah. so actually to be there last night or excuse me, Friday night was really lovely. I mean, just to, to take it in and, and yeah. to see you guys all and, and honestly reminisce again, it's been, you, you, Bob and I had dinner before we started our podcast tonight. You know, the 28 years of doing this together and yeah. the stories. I mean, yes. the stories are great. They are great. Yeah, one of the, I think one of the questions was the strangest liturgy thing that's ever happened. Yeah, we can close right. on that one. Well, no, next time, no, because oh. I want to talk a little bit about the profession. Okay, great. Um, next time we'll do that, though. I mean, some of the stories. We got some stories. Some of them we can't tell. <laughs> but some of them. If you subscribe to our Patreon account, which we don't have, yeah. then you can yeah, hear yeah. the extra it's, stuff. It's the PG-13. Yeah, some exactly. Of them are funny. So, yeah, so I had the great blessing uh, this weekend to go to our solemn profession. So the solemn okay. profession is the, actually, it's for the whole of your life. So you, you make temporary vows and you make your solemn vows. And it's where you vow your life for the rest of your life to the community. Had a wonderful opportunity. Some of the Dominican sisters who were here this summer uh, joined us, which was lovely just to show them around. But it was really beautiful. The um, I, I said to both of the guys before they made the solemn vows, because part of the profession is for the whole of my life. Wow. Now, uh, that's a seven-year process. Is, right, am right, I getting right, that right? Yeah, that's okay. about right. That's okay. about right. From yeah. the time, from the first day you enter Pashtunsi Navishit vows, seminary yeah. time out, you're right. So about seven years. And, um, you know, you, you can just pray about that. You you make that promise it, when you make your vows to your wife, you right. know, for all of my life, for the whole of your life. And and then one of the things that the provincial does at the end of that, he said, and this is a big if, okay, so qualified if. He says, if you live this life of poverty, chastity, and obedience, I promise you eternal life. And the Dominican sisters were like, whoa, we didn't get that promise when we made our <laughs> vows. And so it maybe reminded me of a story My after I made my solemn vows. I mean, that's a pretty bold statement. But again, if you live this, right? right. So my, my little brother, Rob, was getting a new TV. And, and he said, we're on the phone. He goes, yeah, I'm getting a new TV. And he goes, I said, oh, that must be nice to have a new TV. And he goes, shut up. You just got promised eternal life. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. I fair just enough. want high def. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. That's a good trade. But it was just, I mean, 
if you've not seen something like that, to see, you know, two young men, both in their late 20s, you know, laying in front of the altar in us praying the, the litany of the saints, these these men, so countercultural, you know, right. the world we're living in, and saying that they want to vow their life to this community. It was just, it was a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, beautiful weekend here too. And then we start chapter, I'll be leaving as soon as we're done, we'll be in chapter all week. So pray yeah, for us. We will definitely Good. be praying for you guys. You know, I've been reflecting quite a bit for whatever reason, on poverty, chastity, obedience, mm -hmm. you know, in that um, these, you want to talk about a, something counter from the world. You know, the world is all about how much money you have, how much sex you mm -hmm. have, how much power you mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. And following Jesus, you know, Jesus was the ultimate example of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Mm -hmm. And obviously in religious life, you know, those are the vows you take. But in married life, it's a similar thing, you know, like you take a vow of poverty, it's a detachment of goods. It's now the money I make is no longer just my own. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I have to make financial decisions sure. that benefit the whole family. Obviously chastity, it's my faithfulness to my wife. It's even how I treat her, sure. um, but also, you know, certainly how I look at others and obedience, even being the head of a family, um, you're the head, but you're not the head. I mean, I'm sure you feel this even as the president of the university. It's like, well, you're in charge, but you're not in charge. It's like, service, yeah. It's about service. It's about making the decisions that are most important. And then usually if somebody has to make a sacrifice, you want you to be making the sure, sacrifice. Sure. Like I'm not going to ask anybody to do something in the right. family. Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> right. That I'm not willing to do. And so there really is, it, it, it manifests itself in different ways, but as a disciple of Jesus, you don't get away from poverty, chastity, and obedience. And in fact, if anything, I think it's a real tangible spiritual reflection on, well, how am I living the life of a disciple? Well, how in my state of life am I embracing poverty? Am I overly attached to things? How am I you know, embracing chastity? Right, right, how right. am I embracing obedience? You know, obviously to God, but sure. even even to whatever the responsibilities are around me. Sure, sure. It's not just something for them. Like even like chastity, I take about chastity, not simply about celibacy, mm. but it's it's a chaste. And there's there's a difference of that. It's one is not, it's from a negative. You can't do this. Well, chastity is what, what can we do? What does it mean for us to love? What does it mean to us to sacrifice? So yeah, it's everybody's called to these basic principles, but or basic vows, but we live them out in a different way. And maybe just to say a little bit more about that, because I also, you know, just coming off this youth conference, we have an incredible session about with men. We do men and women. I didn't go to the women's session, but the the men's session just talks about what it means to be a man. And I think what's beautiful about this, and you were kind of alluding to this, that you know, when you commit yourself to a life of celibacy and a life of chastity, it's you're not neutered. Mm -hmm. In that sense, like it's actually, and that would, that's how the world would see it. The world only defines us by our sexuality. So when a priest, for example, says, I'm going to take a vow of celibacy, the world's reaction is, oh, well, you're not a man anymore because mm -hmm. they only define manliness or manhood by sexual activity. Yeah. And yet there's a lot more to that vow and, and to that life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't, you know, yeah, it's. I heard somebody say that the priest is being invited to have one less woman than you do, right? That, that, <laughs> That's right? a great that, line. You know, yeah, it's not like it's not like I'm giving up ninety because I don't have ninety. I'm just giving up the one, and you get the. And so, um, and 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 both of those vocations at times are difficult, and the Lord is present in both of them. So there were great. there were two things I was worried about going into this weekend. 
The first was, how would my arms fare? And they did great. And oh, pff, dude, you're a beast. Look at me. I'm just like the guns. Yeah. It was the gun show. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was it was uh, it was embarrassing. I yeah. felt bad for the other wimpy, the wimpy priests who are out there who can't carry the monsters. I also did it in a half hour as opposed to seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. Eh, I can slow it down next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, I, so that was the first thing I was most worried about doing this thing. The other thing was the vocations call. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, A, I'd never done it before. And then B, so just so you, if you haven't been to a conference before, it's one of the most beautiful and profound moments at the conference. I mean, I think the adoration mm-hmm. is the biggest one. But at the end of the Sunday liturgy, we invite young men and women uh, who feel a nudge. We make it really clear. Right. Like you're not. They don't have to sign up. We don't have habits in the back, you know. But if you're open to this, to come forward, the women can come forward if they feel a call to being a religious sister. And the men can come forward if they feel a call to the priesthood. And um, one of the reasons we do that, we talk about this as a, as a team, is that we want them to be able to come forward and have a group of 2,000 other teenagers cheer them on. Yeah. Because if you're going to follow this call, you're never going to get a room of 2,000 people cheering you on. You're yeah. going to get a lot of, what are you, weird? What are you, what's wrong with you? You know, why would you do this kind of thing? And so for those that, A, we wanted them to acknowledge the call, but we just wanted them to get this overwhelming affirmation of being open yeah. and, and continuing in the life. So um, I'm a deacon. I'm not a priest. And I thought, well, is it weird for me as a deacon to be inviting people to the priesthood? And then I realized, like, wait a second, I'm also inviting women to the religious yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that, that's not uh, that's not an unusual thing. And something I did that a few people commented on, which I was grateful for, was we don't do a marriage call. We don't do a matrimony call. But we start off by acknowledging all the married couples there and all the people who are, are married there. And it was something I really loved about Pope Francis's letter about families, uh, Amoris Laetitia. And he talked about how young people discerning the sacrament of matrimony need to see it as a heroic virtue. Mm -hmm. That it's not the case that, and this is the world's attitude, well, obviously marriage is great and easy, but celibacy must be so hard and difficult. And you know, the, the theme of this conference we kept talking about was um, Jesus saying, my yoke is easy and my burden light. And we take the yoke of Jesus. It, you don't get an option of no yoke. We talked about that last time. You, there's a yoke one way or the other. And to be married is a different yoke than to be celibate. And I tried to just talk a little bit about, you know, like, don't listen to the world's attitude of like, oh, well, marriage is like the easy route. But, you know. It's a. It's what you call what you're called to. But b. They're both, they're both different kinds of crosses, yeah. you know. And and I loved what Pope Francis tried to say. It's like we we need to let young people know that it's not about a happily ever after in that sense. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but the idea of the sacrament of matrimony is about the holiness of the other, and it's a it's a life of sacrifice yeah, in, in a different way. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely in a different way. But the other is that my religious vocation was born in marriage. Mm. You know, my mother and father obviously married and yeah. faithful to each other and encouraged us kids to, A, do what God was asking us to do, yeah. this invitation, this call that he had in our life, but then also this openness to the possibility. I mean, if it wasn't for my mom and my dad being a part of planting that seed and, and nurturing it and caring for it and tending it, I wouldn't be here. But my concern is, is that that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I mean, as we all know that the life of the of the priest, particularly in the last 25 years, because so many things have gone on, 
um, it, it's just different. It's just different. And I think some parents don't want their kids to be priests. Well, actually, you know? I when I talk to vocations directors and ask them about some of the obstacles to young men or women uh, you know, being priests or religious, they will often say that one of the biggest obstacles is often the parents. No, absolutely. You know, who just yeah, say, yeah. no, you're not going to do that. Yeah, and yeah. Why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Right. Why would you do that? Why would you want them to do that? And I've got to be honest, I've, uh, I've read some, I've known some friends who have daughters who have joined religious communities. And I would, A, love my daughters to join a religious community. And also my heart yeah. would, would be broken. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I, I think of, um, my Aunt Rosie, who exists. Oh, jeez, here we go. And, uh, you know, my car. And that was actually a great Talking thing. I was pilot. A, no, she was the invisible. She was going to be the bionic woman. Okay. Um, and I was able to share that story a bit when I talked, when I invited the young ladies to do it. But, um, you know, she became a Carmelite hermit. And I just, now as a dad, I think, you know, what what her mom and dad experienced when she did her vows and she went into... The hermitage, the Carmel, yeah. it was Sia, you know, yeah. it's not like a FaceTime every day yeah, no, and no, kind of thing. And, right. and so there's really, and I'm sure some of you listening maybe have daughters that entered a religious life. I think it might be a little bit, I mean, I know there's some cloistered priests, but I think maybe priests could be a little bit different in your interaction with family. I mean, it's not, well, I guess there's a whole thing of like religious brothers who are cloistered. It seems more predominant with yeah, women. Yeah. I though. mean, the Trappists are, are going to live that life, the Trappists, the yeah. Cistercians, the um, Camaldolese, that kind of thing, right? The really cloistered group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But yeah, giving giving that up is a tough thing. And so even as a parent, it's funny, Jenny's, my, my wife, I mean, she jokes about it. You know, we really, you know, we always pray that maybe, you know, all our kids open to the vocation that God calls them to, and it would be great if we had a priest or two in the family. And I'm like, and a religious sister. And, and Jenny goes, well... Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> you exactly. know, and what's great is she's just being honest. Yeah, like yeah. it, it would be awesome, and it would be yeah. so hard, yeah, yeah. you know, as a dad to. But that's that's well, you're right. That's that's born of holy marriages. That's born of holy now, families. Maybe if they join the the two hours in Steubenville, oh, the sisters, yeah. you'd be able to see them all the time, all the time. And as a you deacon, just basically live with I'd them. be able. Ugh, that's right. That's what they need to do. Exactly. We'll we'll size them up for habits. Absolutely. We'll size them up for habits right now. Absolutely. So um, just pray for Holy Families, all of you guys listening. Uh, pray for vocations. Uh, pray for us as we continue our conference ministry. Uh, we're, we're going a couple strong a couple more weekends, and it's a really great gift. And, and even I'd just say in your own life, uh, you know, maybe a reflection from listening to this podcast is just asking the Lord to reveal how might you in your state of life more beautifully reflect the virtues of Jesus, which is poverty, chastity, and obedience. I, that maybe that's a good kind of litmus test in terms of how are we doing in our walk with the Lord and mm-hmm. how are we walking with disciples of as disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You blessing or am I? I'll bless. I'm all, all right. on fire from the weekend. Good. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Oh God, that you let us be a part not only of the kingdom of God, of building the kingdom of God, that you call us by name, that you give us a vocation, that you give us dignity, that you give us life, and that you invite us in the imitation of your son, Jesus, uh, who was so beautifully perfect in every way, like us in all things but sin. Uh, May through that example of the holiness of Jesus, may we imitate him. May you give us the grace to do that, and may we be filled with the spirit that you send upon us. Uh, Bless all marriages out there, uh, particularly any 
any listener who might be struggling in their marriage, uh, really struggling with their spouse or what they feel called to do. We ask that you would bless all religious, particularly anybody that might be having a difficult time in their community, because that happens a lot. We pray for any priests uh, who are out there or deacons, any clergy who might have levels of doubt or, you know, not certainty of their calling, maybe struggling with whoever their superiors are. Lord God, that in all of this, you would remind us of our first love, which is you, our first vocation, which is holiness, uh, which is being your son, being your daughter, and send your Holy Spirit in a deeper way into our lives and bless us. May the blessing of Almighty God be upon all of us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good Rob. Thank you, Father Dave. God bless you, and God bless all of you. Uh, we're going to spend probably the next couple episodes answering questions. You can email us More at questions. hope. The crazier, the better. Hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. There's no way they could stump us. No way. No we, way. We dare you. We dare you. No way. I still can't remember that song. Oh, the uh, karaoke song. Yeah. Bye, bye, Miss America. No, pie. that is not it. It is. American Pie? Yeah, it just came to me. It's seven minutes long. I'm good at it. I know the Weird Al version. My, my, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later. Now he's just a small fry. He left his home and kissed his parents goodbye, saying, Soon I'm going to be a Jedi. Soon I'm going to be a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in rock and roll and can music save you? That's it really was. It was American Pie.